Good day. You're listening to European Buddha. There's a small hole in the ice, and there I go and dip. Mm. And it's very enlightening feeling. <laughs> <laughs> it really wakes you up. <laughs> this is a trend here. But uh, here, uh, people have not uh, the environment, a cold environment. So they have usually a little swimming pool with ice filled. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard about this and I've seen it also. But it's quite incredible when you're in open water, sea, it's very alive. And you look up at the sky, you might see some stars and you really feel like one. You're part of the nature. It would be too cold for me. So I prefer a coffee in the morning and a blanket. <laughs> That's and... nice. <laughs> But uh, yeah, let's start maybe with uh, with reflection on the year. Would be curious, what were your memorable moments of the year in the podcast? What I remember of is kind of nice, fluent going getting to know new people, also old friends. And I think the last memory of Brussels and meeting people in real life was really a beautiful top of the iceberg. Total different yeah. aspect. If you see people live and they talk live and you can ask questions directly. And also you can think of like what kind of things we could do together and You start start planning things such as camping in Norway. Yeah. Or this kind of stuff. What were your memories from this year? Yeah, many, many memories. Um, I was just thinking about Martin Schauerhofer, who traveled with me to Brussels. So we were two Austrians or delegates from Austria, you could say, uh, in Brussels. But we mm. also had him in the beginning of the year um, yes. when we were introducing a little bit the National Buddhist Unions mm. and he was the representative of the Austrian Buddhist Union. And it, it was only one young woman who started with Fridays for Future. And yes. uh, now we have science for future. We have grandparents for future. I, yeah. I ask myself when politicians for future will stand up. <laughs> future? What's that? And <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think Buddhists for future, we are already. Yeah. My vision for development of uh, Buddhism in Europe. First of all, I'm optimistic. I think uh, we can be optimistic. I, I do not say we must be optimistic because this makes it uh, mm. so exclusive. Uh, but we, we can be optimistic. Yeah? We look around the many, 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 many good things happens everywhere, everywhere in the world. And it's just very interesting to listen to uh, yeah, Martin and what Austria is doing and Austria just recently in this year celebrated um, 40 years of uh, recognition as a religion mm -hmm. in Austria. Yeah. So this was a cool step and they are doing many cool things like uh, also teaching Buddhism in school. They are very prominent there. And yeah, it's really nice to get to know these initiatives and the people 
And also, on the other hand, a very nice memory I had was with Denny Rinpoche. You remember? Yeah. Yes. Do you, what do you remember? Have you anything in mind of that? I have very empty mind at the moment. <laughs> I think this was uh, also the topic of the episode. That's the thing. <laughs> empty mind. And you can feel that it breezes. The breath goes and naturally as it comes in the flow of your sensations. Open, clear, and relaxed. It's beautiful. Um, it feels like uh, something drops, maybe the ego or something, and you disappear for a moment. It's, uh, it's nice. When you disappear in uh, the clarity of an open awareness, This is what is called open presence. Yes, it's very vast and wonderful. <laughs> vast, clear, and good. Because we were approaching the Contemplative Science Network webinar, we yes. invited Danny Rinpoche. Yeah, he very directly took us uh, on an experience of the mind, our mind, and uh, yeah. So this was really nice to have this um, practice. What would you say this year for you personally? Like how did um, meditation or mindfulness or key, key principles like, for example, gratitude, mm. have played a role in your, your life in this year? It has really played a big role because of what's happening in the world mm -hmm. these days. Um, I mainly every day do this kind of thankfulness, uh, contemplation in the morning and before I go to sleep and also people around me, that's something that I'm so thankful of. Uh, I really feel love a lot and that's something that I also want to take with me to the next year. And when it's the end of the year, I have this habit of thinking what I want to let go of last year and what I want to welcome the coming year. And I think this year I have been facing big fears, such as being afraid of dark, <laughs> which has been very, uh, it really strictens your life if you let it. And when you don't face it, but I did actually in the autumn, late autumn, my friend was running this 130 kilometer trail in um, Eastern Finland. Um, mm. And I went with him and I stayed at uh, my parents' cabin uh, one night alone in the dark. And yeah. I really wanted to experience that because I have a memory of, 20 years ago when I was alone there and I stayed the whole night up because I was so afraid that some someone, something is coming. And so we don't often have that kind of big fear inside of us, but this darkness gave me that fear and I wanted to face it. And actually I, I had a sauna in the dark woods and I had a swim 
And at some point I looked up at the sky and I saw all the stars and all the fear dropped down mm. and I just smiled. I was like, wow, this is my home. Oh. And since then I feel so nicely empowered, like mm. kind of whatever the fear is, might be an uncomfortable feeling. Maybe you have challenge with someone that you really have to face. All I can do is be present with open heart and just kind of be there, listen, accept, and do if I can do something. And if I cannot, then I let's see what happens then. And you were all by yourself in the in the sauna, and then yes. wow, this yeah. is really. I was dark. I was cool because I've never been afraid of. I'm looking forward to see bears or wolves or this kind of stuff. Beautiful. Ooh animals in the nature but yeah. what i was afraid of is that someone walks there in the uh. dark and and then we had a nice talk with my friend he was saying like maybe if someone is alone in the woods maybe you should just give make him tea warm and just kind of welcome in and this is the same that tignatan says about our bad feelings and uh, this kind of things like you welcome them one by one and you offer them tea. Uh, so the, this was a nice, nice practice to think of like, maybe if someone comes, I just open the door, and <laughs> make some tea. Wow. That. Yes. Because the person might be cold. And <laughs> this also reminded me of a very important, how you say virtue, like uh, to be brave, but not so much of about heroism. Yes. A bravery that comes from an open heart and exactly everyday yeah. life bravery yes so no fear next year uh... <laughs> oh that's a good slogan yes no fear <laughs> next year <laughs> and what about you yeah i was doing uh quite frequently a contemplation exercise that were they're sometimes called the four reminders mm. And they are the reminders of uh, key principles like uh, the preciousness of human life. So basically speaking, it's precious to have a human body. Mm. It's such a wonderful contemplation to just see that you have this life. Mm. And what do are you doing with this life? And what do you have in this life? And not looking for what could be, but what you have and be grateful yeah. for that. Yeah, I I discovered when I practice that I have more space in myself and can be more, a little bit more patient, for example. Yeah, that's very <laughs> yes. good. This reminds me of a mantra I've been having this year, carrying with me also is that uh, that I've been repeating a lot. It is, I have everything I need. Mm -hmm. That's the same that you said, like. I, I don't need to go and grab onto things. Sometimes the world says, but you need definitely Yeah, need you need a lot of stuff, especially the Christmas time. Now it's really the, the yes. time. <laughs> the Black Fridays and the Christmas yes. and da, 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 da. And yeah, it's good to, to also to give something and to yeah. have joy. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah, thank you very much. I have everything. Yeah. But <laughs> And you can always give your presence. Yeah. Or a warm hug. 
Yes, or offered, offering time is also yes. very nice. Cooking yeah. together, this yeah. kind of so this would be also a nice question for our audience who uh, were listening uh, with us, to us all the year uh, to join us in this contemplation. And uh, what are you grateful of uh, mm. this year or particular today? You can write it in the uh, comment section of this episode. Mm. Please welcome to just uh, also join us uh, in this contemplation of mm. gratefulness did you have a story you could tell us a story what kind of story do, do you like want like a buddha story yes a buddha story yes what's your favorite buddha story there are so many uh, mm. uh you can stories. start by one <laughs> so many various uh, buddha stories uh, about people encountering the buddha with the various conditions Uh, close disciples and uh, through the various stages of the Buddha's life. Mm. And um, somehow I was inspired by the last episode with Kala because she was in India and she was oh, doing wow. a retreat in India. Um, but I think she traveled to India and then stayed in Nepal. Mm. And uh, this was uh, bringing up uh, for me the notion of pilgrimage. And mm. even for us here in Europe, although we try to practice European Buddhahood, uh, India and Nepal remain special places for us. Mm. And I was looking in my bookshelf, uh, what kind of books I have. Um, and I encountered a book um, that's called Meeting the Buddha on Pilgrimage in Buddhist India. Wow. And it's uh, with various stories or personal um writings from all practitioners all over the world who traveled to the sacred lands of India mm. seeking spiritual enlightenment. And there were various stories and I encountered them. But one particular was striking to me and this was also from Thich Nhat Hanh. Mm. And uh, it's, a, it's in the section about Bodh Gaya where the Buddha got enlightened under the Bodhi tree. And I loved his writing about that. It's not yes. a story so much. It's, mm. uh, yeah, you want to hear it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. It's called The Enlightenment Under the Bodhi Tree. So please feel free to relax yourself, have a cup of tea, or just have a silent moment. Beneath the pipala tree, the hermit Gautama focused all of his formidable powers of concentration to look deeply at his body. He saw that each cell of his body was like a drop of water in an endlessly flowing river of birth, existence and death. And he could not find anything in the body that remained unchanged or that could be said to contain a separate self. Intermingled with the river of his body was the river of feelings in which every feeling was a drop of water. These drops also jostled with one another in the process of birth, existence and death. Some feelings were pleasant, some unpleasant and some neutral, but all of his feelings were impermanent. They appeared and disappeared just like the cells of his body. 
With great concentration, Gautama next explored the river of perceptions, which flowed alongside the rivers of body and feelings. The drops in the river of perceptions intermingled and influenced each other in their process of birth, existence, and death. If one's perception were accurate, reality revealed itself with ease, but if one's perceptions were erroneous, reality was veered. People were caught in endless suffering because of their erroneous perceptions. They believe that which is impermanent is impermanent, that which is without self contains self, that which has no birth and death has birth and death, and they divided that which is inseparable into parts. Gautama next shone his awareness on the mental states which were the sources of suffering, fear, anger, hatred, Arrogance, jealousy, greed and ignorance. Mindful awareness blazed in him like a bright sun, and he used that sun of awareness to illuminate the nature of all these negative mental states. He saw that they all arose due to ignorance. They were the opposite of mindfulness. They were darkness, the absence of light. He saw that the key to liberation would be to break through ignorance and to enter deeply into the heart of reality and attain a direct experience of it. So, big thank you for all of you listening to this podcast. We really appreciate that. And we really do want to hear from you. If you have a suggestion, please feel free to write. We aspire that next year will be enriched by peace, joyfulness, insight, compassion. Not to forget humor. <laughs> yes, let's include humor. <laughs> thank you, Martin. And thank you for the listeners and everyone that has been part of uh, European Buddha podcast this year and the past years and in the future as well. No fear next year. <laughs> <laughs>